Hi there, this is Alana. I hope that things are going well for you. And today we are going to be talking about specific marketing goals that you might decide to set for yourself and marketing resolutions you might want to set for yourself. And one thing that I want to start off by talking about is just the power of very, very small changes. Because sometimes we feel like in order to see a rapid increase in our success or our book sales or to get ourselves to that next level that we need to do something very drastic and if we don't have the time or the budget or the technological know-how to do something drastic we feel almost defeated like it's not going to be worth doing these little bitty things because they're not going to move the needle enough to make a difference so as an example of how one itty bitty thing can make a huge difference, I jumped onto a retirement calculator. If you have a one-year-old baby and every single day you save $1 for that baby and put it in stocks and we assume that the stock rate over the next several decades maintains its kind of historical level, by the time that child is ready to retire, they've got, what is it, $8 million. Okay, so a lot of people, what they say is, well, saving a dollar isn't enough to do anything. And you're right, you can't do much with a dollar. I don't even know that you could buy yourself bubble gum anymore with a dollar. But a dollar a day over decades has a huge difference. And so that's what I want to bring into this discussion. So I'm going to be throwing out things that you might want to set as your marketing goals or your marketing intentions or your marketing resolutions. But the real question isn't, what's one thing that you can drastically change to have a significant overnight impact on your book sales or your career? Basically, it's what are some areas where you can resolve to make small improvements over the next weeks? or months that over time, compounded with other tweaks and minor changes and minor improvements are going to make a difference for you. So first off, let's talk about some of the things that you can optimize. We talk a lot about optimizing your back matter, especially if you have a series. When your back matters as optimized as possible, what that does is it means when somebody finishes reading book one, it is very, very seamless for them to go on to books two and three and four and however long your series is. And then when they get to the end of the series, you have something in your back matter that points them to the next most obvious choice for them to read. And that makes your job so much easier because all you have to do is get them to buy a copy of book one or to read a copy of book one and the rest takes care of itself. So as an example, before I optimized my back matter for my nine book series, I made about $6 back on average every time I sold a copy of book one. And that was with about 30% of people who read book one going on to reading and buying books two and you know, all the rest. Don't worry, we're not going to dive deep into numbers. I don't know if you're like me, my brain tunes out when I hear too many numbers. So the takeaway is I started making $6 for every copy book when I sold. I spent some time testing, optimizing my back matters, changing things up. And then all of a sudden now it's over $10 every time someone buys a copy of book one. So it's in a way almost double, right? I don't need to do any more work anymore. The back matter is already optimized. It still takes the same amount of work to get a reader to buy book one, but I get almost twice the results out of it. So that's an example of how you start something small, you let it compound over time, and it has a huge effect. Now, the day I changed my back matter, 
it didn't really impact my income. But now, like a year later, I haven't done the math, but I'm sure that we're talking about thousands of dollars in increased sales because of a small incremental change. So again, that's that's the name of what we're talking about here. It's just small incremental changes that when you add them up have huge impacts. Similarly, you can decide maybe this is the year for you to optimize your back matter. Maybe this is the year for you to optimize your blurbs, right? Again, when I first started marketing book one in my series, it was taking maybe like 35 clicks with Amazon ads for people to decide to buy one copy. And now that's usually well below 10 clicks. So again, that's when we're talking about like one day's worth of results, it's not significant. When we're talking about two years worth of results, that's a huge, huge, again, probably tens of thousands of dollars in difference since my ads budget is so high. So making small tweaks, testing them to make sure that the tweaks are actually improving it's going to make a difference. So some of us, we think to ourselves, okay, I know I should probably redo my blurb, or maybe you, you've been meaning to redo your cover, but you say to yourself, what's it really going to change, right? So maybe you typically sell uh, five books a week and you change your blurb and now you sell on average six books a week. That doesn't feel like much, but again, when we're talking about doing this over time and doing this for more of your books and letting, you know, letting this compound for years, it can be very, very significant. Another thing that you can focus on is just trying to improve your click-through rate. So whether you're running ads on Facebook or uh, BookBub or things like that, honestly, I don't worry about click-through rate on Amazon ads, but especially for Facebook and BookBub, you're paying them to show your ads, so you wanna get a really high click-through rate. And so you might be getting a 2% click-through rate with BookBub ads, and that's pretty good. And you think to yourself, okay, I could spend a couple hours coming up with some new graphics or testing a few new audiences. But if all that's gonna do is get my click-through rate up to two and a half percent, it's probably not worth it. And you're totally right if we're talking about like a week's worth of sales. That itty bitty change in your click-through rate really isn't gonna change much. But when you talk about doing this over time and getting, you know, 10% or 20% better results for a year or two, that's going to start having dramatic changes. Uh, same thing with your email open rates, right? Maybe your email open rate industry standard I've heard is somewhere right around 30%, lower for some, higher for some. What if you can work on doing a little bit of testing and tweaking? What time of day do you get the highest open rates? What style of subject line gets you better open rates? Maybe you need to clean out your list so that your open rates get improved. Maybe you need to work on your deliverability. None of these sound like things that are gonna make a huge difference. And again, when we're talking about the difference between 35% and a 40% open rate for one email for a thousand people, not a significant difference. But when you take that number and extrapolate it for years, those things do make a difference. So I hope that you feel encouraged. I hope that you feel motivated knowing that you do not need to change up everything right now. You can just pick one of these things, your back matter, your blurbs, your the click-through rate on your ads, the open rate in your newsletters. You can pick one thing and decide to spend a little bit of time to work on it 
once you get that figured out, you can move on to the next thing. And this is where the idea of just iterate and optimize really comes up. The don't do this podcast anymore, but the phrase came from the people who did the self-publishing show, I believe is what it was called. And they had a book called Iterate and Optimize for Authors. And the idea is sometimes we can trip ourselves up if we think we need to have everything perfect from the get-go. And so, for example, maybe you've really found some great success with redoing your blurbs and you have 50 books in your backlist and the idea of changing up all 50 of your blurbs is very daunting. Well, don't worry about it. Focus on the blurbs for your upcoming release. Any book that you've got coming out, go ahead and make that blurb amazing. Make it great. That's the iterate part. And then find a time when your production schedule slows down. You have a little bit more time or mental bandwidth, or maybe you just need a break between two big writing projects. That's when you can go back and make some of these changes. So some of us get hung up because we say, I want to redo my covers, but if I'm going to redo my covers, I need to redo all 12 of them today. Well, no, you don't. You could, you could pick one or two, redo them. And again, we're talking about being happy with small improvements, that are gonna compound over time. And then the one other thing I wanna add is this, this does not mean that we can't make a big, huge, drastic changes. Sometimes that's a really fun place to be. And if you have, again, you need the, the time, the mental energy, the know-how, and if we're talking about marketing, you need the ads budget. As long as you've got those things, go ahead and make a huge splash. If you don't have those things, it is very much okay to take these incremental steps towards success and you are still promise you going to see huge results so don't give up and I hope that this gives you one or two ideas of things that you can choose to optimize in the upcoming weeks and we'll talk to you soon